Hey, God bless you. Excite Church, so good again to be here. I just want to really honour this morning Ruben and Harmony and is it Sarah? Adira. Man, you guys are awesome, just leading us in worship. And uh, thank you for just um, enabling us to host his presence in a beautiful way. So thank you so much. And just want to honour the people who are all serving us this morning here in the house, every one of you who make the service possible. You know, you don't know how much it adds and enriches lives in what you do. So I want to honour you and thank you. And just um, so glad to be here. We honour Paul and Ruth away in the weekend. And just believing for them to have a great weekend and refreshing in Hamilton and and blessing upon them. So thank you so much, um, Dave, Ian, and the team here, and Ruben, uh, just hosting us, just um, welcoming us. And um, I've got Vicky here, the beautiful Vicky. And she, um, Vicky is um, um, just pursuing a dream in her heart to um, the creative arts um, and launch out in that area. And I'll just let her share a little something this morning. So God bless you. Good morning, family. <laughs> oh, I just love this church. Thank you so much for that. I, I just... Um, I want to thank you for your love. I want to thank you for your leadership. I want to thank you for the way that you do host the presence. I just, you just feel it in this place, the love that you all have for Jesus. And it just is catchy, and it's just really beautiful. So thank you. And um, I, it, one, um, the, with the theme being just Jesus, I've just been um, enjoying scriptures um, over the last couple of weeks. And this is one of the ones that, that has just been... Um, I've just I love I've just um, loved the Passion Bible too, and it says um, in John one fifty one, from now on, you will see an open heaven, and gaze upon the Son of Man, like a stairway reaching in the sky, with messengers of God climbing up and down upon him, and um and I, I just in my quiet time at home um, I just drew this because it just. I'm, I'm not, I'm a growing artist. This is just my play, I play. But I'm a, I'm a picture person. I gotta have pictures to be able to help me to be able to get it, you know? And, I, and, I, and so this is, this is for me, this is the world, and this is who Jesus is. It's like he's, he constantly was one that was in the presence, and it was, he's like a stairway that goes up, and for me, this is our Heavenly Father, our Papa. And it's like, they, it says that um, in, in John 1, it says that. Um, he was, um, his grace and grace and truth came, and um, no one knew the Father, but Jesus was um, in the bosom of the Father, and he declared the Father to us, and it's like he lived constantly, even though he was on, on earth, it says he was with, it said that he was with the Father, even at, and while he was with us, and so in my mind, this is how I see it, is like that the Father and Son relationship is just this beauty that just keeps declaring um, just it's just what he constantly sees who the father is and is being able to um, um, declare him to us. But but what I love is that we live, and it's always another, another, in Hebrews it says that um, it talks about that he's my only begotten son and that he's a father to me and I'm a son to him. And it's like that's father's um, greatest joy was being a daddy to Jesus and Jesus being a beloved son to him. And it's like our greatest joy is, his greatest joy now is that we receive the gift of being beloved children and hide inside of him 
And like inside of him, there's angels up and down, going up and down us because we're inside Christ. And we've got this, I love to sense the Father, and I just love to put my cheek in the, in the like, this is what's happening here, cheek to cheek. <laughs> and that's what I like to do. I like to just, just imagine that I'm inside, inside Jesus, and I just put my cheek into the Father, and my Father's cheek, you know, and just, just be loved there, you know, as a beloved daughter. And that's the gift that we have of being sons and daughters. And in that, and, and, and it's this, this receiving. It's not a striving. It's actually just a, a, a sitting back into Jesus and receiving. And, and the angels are above us and around us. And then we have senses of what to do. And then there's, as we go, we, we're assigned with angelic hosts all around us. We're inside Christ and, and things that, that God is at work. So bless you, my family. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you, so good. So good. Awesome. That's so good. Thank you, Jesus. Well, when I heard that the theme this um, month was just Jesus, I couldn't believe how blessed and how happy I was, you know, hey, that's my favorite subject, Jesus, you know, that's so good, and what a great theme, and um, you know, uh, one of the great scriptures that that has blessed me so much um, through the years, and uh, I, I don't know whether you, everyone brings a Bible or not, and I haven't really got um, organized and got these scriptures um, so that they can be up on the screen. So I apologize for that, but if you've got your Bible, uh, follow along. If you haven't, um, just listen up. Um, they are in the Bible. I will uh, say that. But um, one of the things I, I, I heard some years ago by a man called Bill Johnson, he said this, he said, Jesus is perfect theology. And I love that because, you know, when you want to know what God is like, guess where you look? You look at Jesus. Don't look at um, the circumstances of your life and, 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 and measure Jesus by that. Don't look at necessarily the other believers around you. Um, we should be able to see Jesus in each other, and hopefully we're, we're getting closer to that. But at the same time, if you want to really know what God is like, you have to look at Jesus Christ. And so in Hebrews um, 1, verses 1 to 3, it says this. It says, God, who at various times... And in various ways, spoken time past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory. Now, this is Jesus. The express image or a perfect copy, the exact likeness of his person of God, of the Father, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had himself purged our sins, as Sophia was bringing to us so beautifully, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. So if I want to know what God is like, there's only one place I'm going to go, and that is to the written revelation that I find in the word of God, in the gospels, I, I find out what God is like, by looking at Jesus' life, what he did, and what he modeled, and how he did stuff. And so I know through the course of life, people, we often have many questions about the difficult things that happen in life, that, that we experience at times difficulty and problems, and, and the death of loved ones, and all kinds of things around us. And, and we can easily begin to doubt of the goodness of God, but I want to say this morning that the perfect 
exact representation of what God the Father is like is exactly represented in the life and ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's so important that we never move away from that, despite the circumstances and challenges of life. This is the last word, that Jesus was the last, he's, he's he's the ultimate, the total perfect revelation of what Papa God is like. Hallelujah. I like that. It's pretty simple. It saves me from um, all kinds of thinking that can distort and jade my, my picture of what he is like. I just look at Jesus and I, I need go no further. And uh, so I want to really encourage you this morning that Jesus, he is it. And uh, in John 14, 8 and 9, Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father and it is sufficient for us. Philip was saying, Jesus, we can see you, but now if we could just see the Father, that would be the ultimate, awesome, um, perfect thing. And Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip? Who, he who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Jesus was saying, Philip, just look here. You're looking at the exact perfect representation of what God is like. And so I just want to go after this a little bit. You know, through the course of life, you know, I've, had, I've seen lots of believers um, go wander away from God because something's happened that they didn't have an explanation for in that moment. And they begin to doubt the goodness of God, doubt His character, doubt His his, his goodness, and doubt his, his great father heart love toward them. They were uh, distracted or, or, or diverted because a difficult situation came in life, and they didn't have an explanation. But the explanation, I believe, is all there in Jesus. He's, the, he's, our, he's our perfect representation of what Father's like. So I'm 100% convinced Father is good, He's kind, He's merciful, He's loving, and he has ultimately um, his highest good um, totally um, in his heart for us. And so Jesus, Colossians 1.9 says this, it says, It pleased the Father that him, in him all the fullness should dwell. So everything of God the Father was, was manifest and dwelling in Jesus the Son. Colossians 2, 3, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Man, many times in my life I thought I'm not the smartest cookie on the planet. I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer. But I tell you what, Jesus inside of me, and he is. He is. And when I lock into his presence, when I lock into Jesus, I tell you what, man, I look smarter than I am. Because there's one inside me who is wisdom. He is. All things inside of us. And so in in Him dwells all the fullness, the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Wow. Some of the most amazing things that are going to happen on this planet are going to come out of believers who who have had the revelation that Jesus is wisdom inside of them. And they are not depending on their own mental processes, but locking into the Holy Spirit and receiving the revelations that God still has to bring onto the planet through His beautiful bride, the body of Christ on the planet. I want to tell you what, there's creative things that have not even been dreamed of yet in the heart of God 
waiting for believers to lock in and realize that inside of them dwells the wisdom of the universe inside Jesus Christ. Doesn't that do your heart good? You might have failed at school, see? Who cares? <laughs> you, might have, you might not feel that you're very bright. And Paul said that, you know, not many of us were bright and wisdom and all that in 1 Corinthians um, chapter 1. He said, well, not all of us were regarded as smart people on the earth. We ain't got PhDs, but I tell you what, we got Jesus. And when we got him, we have access to absolutely everything. Isn't that amazing? Saves you having a student loan. Okay. So Jesus is everything in one person. And we have, look, I want to tell you through the journey of my life, you know, as I, um, you know, came into the, the wonderful knowledge that Jesus loved me and God loved me and he'd made a way on the cross for my sin to be forgiven and I could become a child and son of God. From then early in my Christian life, as various needs arose, I would, I would go after God for peace or, or freedom from fear or I'd go after God for provision for a, for a need or I'd go after God for healing or I'd go after God. And that was all good because um, that's where we go to look for these things and we go after these things. And so I sought God or I sought um, the presence and power of God on the basis of these individual things. Um, when there was relational difficulty, go, God, you're the answer. You know, give me a word, give me an understanding. And, and that's what we do. That's what we do as believers. We go after God for these things. But um, so much of my journey was according to the need or the challenge I was facing at that time. I would seek God for that thing. And um, I would seek God for that thing. And slowly, little bit by little, revelation of his peace and his love and, his, and, and the relational uh, anointing to be able to get on with people and all those things, you know, you get them, uh, like taking the land little by little. And um, we enter in and, and, and God begins to manifest himself in more and more areas of our lives. Um, but I already, um, one day I found out, I realized I, the penny dropped. I realized every time that I was seeking God for something, God just revealed a little more of Jesus. And one day the penny dropped. His answer to everything is Jesus. He's the answer. He's peace. He's, he's deliverance and freedom and he's financial provision. It's a person. It's not a thing. It's a him. It's him inside of us. He's the answer. And you know what that did for me? It stopped me seeking God for bits and pieces and realized that in relationship with him, Andrew, if I had him, I had everything. And so he was progressively opening my eyes. Oh, I've already done that for you, son. It's inside of you. He's in you. And then you see it. Ah, it was there all the time. He's inside of me. He is peace. He is provision. He is hope. He's healing. He's it all. Oh, this is good news. You got Jesus. You got everything. And what God is doing, what the Holy Spirit is doing is revealing. He's revealing the fullness of His Son inside of our lives. What a wonderful thing. No wonder Paul prayed this. 
In Ephesians 1, 17 to 19, he said that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him, Jesus, that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of His calling and what are the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints. Jesus inside of us is absolutely everything. And you know, our need is revelation. Our need is the presence and power of the Holy Spirit to show us what has already been done and what we already have. I'll tell you what, when Paul and Ruth told us, we were chatting with them through the week and they said they were having a presence um, and, you know, evening next Sunday, I said to Vicky, I'm there because I know the presence unlocks the revelation of everything that I already have in Christ. And my spiritual eyes begin to see, my heart begins to understand. And when I see it, I have it. When I hear it and see it, it's mine. And from that point on, faith lays hold of that revelation within and nothing can stop it coming to pass in my life as I hold what I see by faith. And so I want to say to you, you get along to the presence night because in His presence, revelation, when we just open our hearts, He begins to unfold. His all that He is inside of us and we begin to see and we begin to hear like never before. See, everything I have is simply that which I've seen as the Holy Spirit's opened my heart and my eyes. That's so simple. It's not, I'm not a clever boy. I'm just, just open my heart to Jesus and He reveals who He is inside of me, and I get happy because he is so good. What an exciting truth this is, that all, every single need, every conceivable need is met in Jesus. Um, uh, you don't need a this or a that, you need Jesus because he's everything. And uh, if you have him, you have everything. And Jesus uh, you know, the John, in John's Gospel 1.12, he said this, but as many as received them, to them he gave the right or the authority to become children of God to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word, the word, the written word became flesh and dwelt in, uh, among us. And we beheld his glory, glorious of the only begotten of the Father, full and of grace and truth. He's everything I need. We used to sing an old chorus. He's all I need. He's all I need. Jesus is all I need. He's all I need, Jan. He's all I need. Jesus is all I need. Amen? He is. I want to ask you the question this morning. If he's everything I need, have you received him? If you're here this morning and uh, you may be just hearing about Jesus um, this morning, if you just come in here today and 
you're hearing us talk about Jesus, I want to tell you that he will be a beautiful story to you and a beautiful name in the book and, and, and in this book. And you can hear all the stories of others, but he wants to be to you everything, everything that this book describes. He is the answer. And, but you have to receive him, you see. He will not push into your life. It says, to as many as received him, received him, to them he gave the power or the authority to become sons and daughters of God. You can have that this morning. He's available for you. And uh, there'll be an opportunity for you to do that at the end of the service. Um, so, Howie, if I've received Jesus um, and he's inside of me, how is his life released inside of me? I'm glad you asked. Because early in my Christian life, that was my struggle. Um, and, uh, you know, there's so many great outcomes of Jesus' death on the cross. So many great outcomes. The reconciliation, the forgiveness of our sins, the washing away of our old life. And second, I want to just pause, stop for a little one here and just talk a little bit about the death of my corrupt Adamic nature at the cross. And it took me a while to figure this one out as a new Christian. I was battling away with fear and a few other things in my life as a young believer. Um, one of them, you wouldn't believe, you know, you're going to struggle to believe this one, but I was actually a bit of a glutton, Dave. I don't look like it, eh? <laughs> I, mean, I looked even skinnier then. But um, I actually had a bit of a problem with overeating. And, um, and I was going after God for this thing and saying, Lord, you know, this is not right. You know, I'm, I, I need a, I want to overcome this. And anger, ooh, that was a biggie. Anger. Wow, we are as a farming, living on a farm, growing up on a farm. And uh, I, uh, boy, did I get angry with those animals and the dogs. And the language was not good. And it was not good to be around when Howie was angry. And uh, it was not good at all. So I was going after God for freedom from anger, saying, Lord, this is not right. It's, it's, it's great that I'm forgiven, but I was making many trips to the cross. <laughs> Lord, forgive me again. And I was thinking, there's got to be more. There's got to be more. You know, there's, there's got to be freedom from the things that bind me and bind my life. And that sent me on a search, and I read, and I studied, and, and I began to search, and I discovered the book of Romans, Romans chapter 6. And I found out in there that Jesus didn't only die for me, but that he had taken me into himself, and that I had died with him on the cross. Amazing. It's right there in Romans 6. And that's one you really need to get to Sophia to get a good breakdown on Romans 6 because I began to understand that I had been crucified with Christ, that this old nature that I was battling with, that I'd inherited from Adam, that Jesus had not only died for me, but he'd taken my old life, he'd taken me to the cross, and that I had died there in him. And so as the revelation came that, that in fact my old nature had died there on the cross with Jesus, a whole new um, something began to happen in my life. And um, I began to see that, um, 
I'm not in the right place, that, that something had happened inside of me that, that, had, that as I saw it um, on the cross, um, Jesus had died for me, uh, this, this, yeah, that I'd been crucified with him, and faith began to lay hold of this. I died with Jesus. I'm no longer alive to that old stuff. I'm dead to it because I was crucified with him. Again, once I saw it, I began to lay hold of it by faith. And in two weeks, I went from these battles with anger and fear and overeating to freedom. Because I saw that that old nature didn't have control over me anymore. That it was broken. That it had been taken to the cross in Jesus. And so I began to experience a whole nother measure of freedom. And I want to really encourage you that, um, that at the cross, when Jesus, um, he not only died for you, um, he died, you died with him. And this is the real heart of the Christian message that brings freedom. This part, the blood brings the knowledge we're forgiven. It brings the knowledge that we're accepted, that we're beloved. But the cross brings the knowledge that we have been totally set free from the old Adamic nature. Everything that was fallen in Adam went to the cross. And now with Jesus' life in us, my old life died, but that wasn't the end. Guess what I got now? Jesus' life inside me. So instead of fear, I've got his peace. Instead of anxiety, I've got calmness of heart and mind. Instead of all those old things that were, were, were troubling with me, like instead of, um, you know, out of control, I've got self-control. Because Jesus is control. He, he's it. And once I saw the old was cut away, then the new could begin to come forth. I had faith for the new life of Jesus to begin to get the upper hand. Jesus is perfect anger management. He is. Might have been along to some anger management courses. Well, sometimes those can help, but I want to tell you there's something that'll help even more. You see the old nature died, was crucified at the cross, and now Jesus is living inside of you. His perfect control is inside of us to bring that perfect freedom and peace. Isn't that amazing? So, Jesus is all of those things. And, uh, you know, when we receive him inside of our life, we begin to um, experience by faith the whole nature of Jesus beginning to manifest in our life. You know, Christianity is not a self-help religion where you try hard to really overcome the old bad person. You, once you realize that Jesus, it was unfixable, and God took it to the cross in Jesus, then the life of Christ begins to become the answer to everything. That's good news. That could get you excited. Because just realizing he is that solution does so much inside of our lives. All right, time is ticking away very, very fast. That's why Paul said this in Romans 5.17. He says, um, for if 
by one man's offence, death reigned through the one. Much more, those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. I want to tell you this, that I found out that the Christian life is just receiving. It's receiving the abundance of grace. Amazing. It's receiving the abundance of grace that is offered us in Jesus Christ. It's, it's, it's having our eyes open and seeing and understanding that He is the answer to every possible need. We all need Him. And it's the Holy Spirit that, that reveals and makes, brings the revelation into our life because Jesus not only died for us, we died with Him and in Him so that Christ's life could be manifest in us. Sophia was right. We were bought with a price. We're not our own, but we're His. And when He rules, then His nature rules in and through our lives. But not only that, He gave us the Holy Spirit. And gosh, you want to go burrow into the Scripture and go after the, the teachings and the understandings about the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit takes the truth and it makes it real. He's to us everything that Jesus was. If He were physically present standing right here, the Holy Spirit came to do all of that, to be our comforter, our friend, our revelation, uh, to open the eyes of our heart and our understanding. So the Holy Spirit is given to make Him real and to empower us to do the works of the cross. We have direct access to the presence of God. Don't let anything keep you from the presence of God. You know, in the temple um, in Jerusalem, when Jesus came, they had a veil from the, it was an old covenant pattern of how they had to seek and worship God. But there was a veil between the most holy place where God was and dwelt and the rest of the temple. And that veil was so thick. It was just this heavy, thick veil. And they say that horses, if you connect, if you roped up horses to either side of that veil, the horses could not tear it. It was that thick and that strong. But you know what happened when Jesus rose from the dead? The veil was rent from top to bottom. An angel went, open. The way is open into the very presence of God. And that's our inheritance from the cross. That's our inheritance in Jesus this morning. And so today, we are, Paul says this, with we, with all, with unveiled face. Nothing between us now. Sins forgiven. Right in His presence. Beholding as in the mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of God, of the Lord. What we are beholding, we are becoming. What we are beholding, we are becoming. So when you're looking at Jesus more and more, and when you're looking at Him in the Scripture and, and looking at what the Word says about Him, that's what we're becoming. Want to become like Jesus? Just look at Him. Look at Him. Keep looking at Him. Don't look at what's happening around you. Keep looking at Jesus. Don't look at TV3 News. Look at Jesus. That stuff will just fill you with fear and all kinds of stuff, anxieties. Look at Jesus because we're looking at Him and we're becoming like Him because we're looking at Him more and more and in His presence. So this morning, as we just close out the the service. I, look, I wanted to, um, Sophia just brought that scripture this morning 
that we are fixing our eyes on Jesus, the uh, author and perfecter of our faith. And that word perfecter, I think, only appears in the New American Standard Bible. But I read that, Sophia, that was my favorite when I was a young fella. So I had perfecter. He's the author and the perfecter of my faith. So I'm looking under Jesus to do everything he says he will do. And he will do it. Um, He's at work in us. And, uh, you know, look, that's a very, very brief this morning. Some good reasons to say, just Jesus. Just Jesus. That's a few good reasons this morning. He sets us free. He's, uh, he's, He's made a way for our sins to be forgiven, for us to be completely set free, and for us to be filled with the very presence of God and have access to God in every situation to life. And uh, remember this, he's much, much better than you think. He's much, much better than you think. And don't let the circumstances of life cause you to question his goodness. Remember that your current struggle or difficulty, your journey, remember this, your journey, your story is not finished yet. Your journey, your story is not finished yet. There's another chapter and another chapter. Maybe after that and another one after that. So don't stop now. Hold on and wait 